Peace and blessings, everyone. I'm your host, Sean Crystal Parker, and welcome to episode 45 of Real Shift Happens. And in this episode, we are talking all about reconnecting to the divine feminine. So we're going to get right into that. Stay tuned because you don't want to miss a thing. I go within, walking in the fertile soil of my own being. There, my ancestors' fossilized footprints lead the path to my destiny, embedded in my soul. I can feel the pain and the toil, the sorrow. I bear the weight on my shoulders, but also the joy, the laughter, the song. I hear my community deep within my spirit, quietly guiding my footsteps along the path. I go within. Thank you so much for joining me. So this episode, we're talking about reconnecting with the divine feminine. And what does that really even mean? Well, we've all heard the saying, we live in a man's world. Well, this has been true and so heavily ingrained in us on so many levels, unconsciously and consciously, that we don't even realize how true that is. Um, within us too. So in this case, we're talking about the deeper meaning of the divine feminine or simply the feminine energy that flows within us all that we've kind of ignored. So we're breaking it all down and we'll get right into that. But first, let's get into our five minute focus shift right now. Returning to the source is serenity. We will now begin the meditation. Sit comfortably wherever you are and close your eyes. Take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth and release all of the tension from the day breathing in through your nose and breathing out the stress of the day at your own pace Breathe in through the nose, all the goodness that's coming to you. And breathe out all the tension and stress of the day and worries. Now, continue to breathe at your own pace, in through your nose, and out through your mouth, 
releasing any tension. And now, quietly in your mind, repeat these words. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Continue to repeat silently in your mind, breathing in and releasing through your mouth, breathing out. I am sorry. Please Forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. And coming back to present moment awareness centering yourself in your space wherever you are and just feeling and basking in the glow of the silence right because we're so bombarded with noise I mean so much noise all the time outside of our homes inside of our homes um, and we need to sometimes just simply go within ourselves to get the silent um, therapy, really, that we need, you know. So it feels good. I love it. I love it. So now for the topic at hand, reconnecting with the divine feminine. <clears throat> 
what does that mean? What does it mean? Well, I think it's a good idea to really break down the idea of the divine feminine because um, so many people have never heard of that term before and don't really understand what it truly means. Because in a traditional sort of way, the dictionary way, um, we think of feminine as qualities associated only with women. However, the principle of feminine and masculine energy is um, energy that's flowing through every person, whether you're, you, you know, um, identify as male or female or any identification, you have masculine, feminine energy flowing through you. And in every religion, um, just about in spiritual belief, there is a principle of feminine and masculine energy. So, for example, in Taoism, it's referred to as the balancing forces of the yin and yang. Um, and that's commonly shown as, you know, the yin and yang symbol where the yin represents the female or fe- I'm sorry, feminine energy or the dark part of the circle. And the yang is the masculine energy or the white or light part of the circle, which with each side having a dot of the other side in it. So that symbol is showing that um, there is masculine in the feminine and feminine in the masculine. Um, And in yogic tradition, the feminine is represented by dance, the dance and coming together of the god Shiva, which is the masculine energy, um, which represents form and the goddess Shakti, which is the spiraling, flowing, feminine energy. And there's an excerpt from Lake Center Yoga's blog, which kind of says it all. I'm always out on the internet, like reading up on all kinds of things. And, and this excerpt goes, says, the balance of the male and female energy is the goal of yoga and the goal of life. This union is sometimes called the union of Shiva Shakti or male-female union. Even the words Hatha in Hatha Yoga means the balance of the sun, masculine energy, and the moon, feminine energy. In Kundalini Yoga, the Kundalini energy is the dormant energy or the feminine energy hidden in the base of the spine. So the spine becomes very important to be aware of. So that's, that's a great, you know, way to um, explain that feminine and feminine and masculine energy and sort of that dance between the two that happens naturally in within us and within every plane we live on. And in the Christian faith, a kind of lesser known concept, I think, because I've just recently heard of this and not heard too many people speak about it but um this is concept that was written in a book called the feeling it's a secret by neville goddard and i've actually had i actually have a podcast too where actually it's a series of four episodes where we're reading the feeling the entire book the feeling is a secret it's just such a great book and it's all about manifestation, but he refers back to the Bible a lot. Um, so in Neville Goddard's 
writings, he refers to God as pure consciousness in itself. And the consciousness and subconsciousness, I mean, subconscious mind being the male and female aspects of consciousness. So consciousness is considered the male or masculine energy. And your subconscious mind is considered the female or the, the feminine aspect of your mind. Um, and that idea of the conscious mind being male and the subconscious female or, you know, feminine, masculine is prevalent in Freudianism and other cultures. But um, this is the first book that I have read that relates it back to the Bible so uh, in, in that book, The Feeling is the Secret, Goddard writes, although the subconscious faithfully serves man, it must not be inferred that the relation is that of a servant to a master as was anciently conceived. The ancient prophets called it the slave and the servant of man. St. Paul personified it as a woman and said, the woman should be subject to the man in everything. Ephesians 5.24 Also 1 Corinthians 14.34 Ephesians 5.22 Colossians 3.18 And 1 Peter 3.1 The subconscious does, does serve man and faithfully gives form to his feelings. However, the subconscious has a distinct distaste for compulsion and responds to persuasion rather than to command. Consequently, it resembles the beloved wife more than the servant. The husband is head of the wife. Ephesians 5.23 may not be true of man and woman in their earthly relationship, but it is true of the conscious and the subconscious or the male and female aspects of consciousness. The mystery to which Paul referred when he wrote, this is a great mystery. He that loveth his wife loveth himself, 528. And they shall be one flesh, 531, is simply the mystery of consciousness. Consciousness is really one and undivided, but for creation's sake, it appears to be divided into two. The conscious or objective or male aspect truly is the head and dominates the subconscious or subjective or female aspect. However, this leadership is not that of a tyrant, but of, a, of the lover. So, I think that that is, wow, <laughs> I love, I love, love, love that um, whole um, breakdown of consciousness and, you know, the subconscious and conscious mind. But you definitely have to check out, check out my podcast where I'm reading the entire book or, you know, go get that book because it's good or any of Neville Goddard's books. They're really good. Anyway, if, and if you want to manifest and, um, want to learn more symbolism about symbolism in the Bible? Definitely, those are the books to get. I mean, there's probably more out there, but I love those. Okay. Um, another great source of explanation of the feminine and masculine energy is in the Kabbalion, which is a compilation of ancient Hermetic teachings. Okay. 
Many people have never heard of the Kabbalion or, you know, hermetic teachings. And then there's some people who have like demonized it kind of, I guess. And maybe there is some hermetic religion, hermeticism or something. I don't know. But um, for me, I first read this book over 20 years ago and was totally floored by the, the wisdom, the knowledge and um, how simple it is. And basically, the seven hermetic principles are said to be the basic universal laws and the foundation of all religion. So there are seven hermetic principles in the Kabbalion. And there's also some axioms. But for this talk, I want to highlight the seventh hermetic principle, which is the principle of gender. And in the Kabbalion, it states gender is in everything. Everything has its masculine and feminine principles. Gender manifests on all planes. Um, also keep in mind that all of the principles in, you know, the Kabbalion work together to create the physical plane that we live in. But to really understand the principle of gender, we must first like understand that we're not talking about a person's physiological sex because sex is a manifestation of gender on the physical plane. So gender exists on every plane, uh, mental, spiritual, as well as um, it's the basis of all creation. So, um, so from the Kabbalion, it states the principle of gender works ever in the direction of generation, regeneration, and creation. Everything and every person contains the two elements or principles or this great principle within it, him or her. Every male thing has the female element. Also, every female contains also the male principle. If you would understand the philosophy of mental and spiritual creation, generation and regeneration, you must understand and study this hermetic principle. It contains the solution of many mysteries of life. So that's pretty deep. deep. So we can, you know, see that um, we have to have that balance between the masculine and feminine energy, regardless if one of we're more of one or the other, right? Um, but for centuries, our world has been inundated with masculine energy. And this the saying, we live in a man's world. And over time, the concept of balancing the energies has just been lost. And it's just like we've been bombarded with, with this masculine energy. And, and this is not about, you know, distorted or toxic masculinity, which is really the sy symptom of that imbalance, but more about reconnecting to and harnessing our feminine energy to balance ourselves out and balance out the world. And this is for men and women, not just women. Um, so when we look at our recent history, we know that you know, women have had to fight to be considered equal human beings, right? Because we're women. And still in so many cultures, women are considered subordinate to men, 
um, less than human, um, used as props, you know, um, objectified, all of that, right? Um, and this has also been perpetuated in popular culture, in movies, in music, in, um, in religion, unfortunately, um, and in the workplace. It literally, it, it dominates our whole culture. So we continue the fight to um, be seen and heard as people, as humans, right? Um, but somewhere in that fight, in that feminist movement, and in our quest for equality, I think that, and a lot of people do agree, that we lost the idea of like holding that sacred space for the divine feminine, for our femininity, for the divine inner feminine energy to flow through us. And instead, we've embraced um, a masculine role and a way of thinking, you know, in so many cases and without even really realizing, I think, because we, we want to be equal and equal does not mean that we actually need the same thing as what men need because we're not the same, right? We're not, um, and that's coming down to a 3D level when we're talking about men and women, but it, the energy is not the same either. So when we break down what the masculine and feminine energies represent even further, um, we there's certain characteristics that our sort of society um, categorizes them as. And I'll just, I have a list here. So I'll just go through the list uh, back and forth. The masculine um, doing, mind, thinking, feminine, being, body, feeling, masculine, left-brained, right-handed, the feminine, right-brained, left-handed, masculine, electric, feminine, magnetic, masculine, giving, feminine, receiving, masculine, rational and linear, feminine, emotional and non-linear, masculine, sequential, Feminine random, masculine positive, feminine negative, uh, masculine sun, feminine moon, masculine light, feminine dark, masculine objective, feminine subjective, masculine convergent, feminine divergent, masculine assertive, feminine creative, masculine strong, feminine nurturing, Masculine dominating, feminine yielding, masculine change destructive, and feminine feminine constant subversive, and masculine logical thinking, and feminine intuitive feeling. And there's so many more. So simply by these representations um, or characteristics alone, we can see that, you know, our society is left-brained or, or masculine dominated society. We just those characteristics and descriptions, we can see that (laughs) people say we even live in a right-handed world, right? So we've gone so far as to like make it shameful to show emotions and not to trust our own tuition to go off the facts all the time. 
And so as a society, even we've lost touch with the feminine feeling and the intuitive way of life. And we've replaced it with stoicism and apathy. And, um, you know, as women, as modern women, we've made great, great strides in equality. There's still a lot of work to be done. I'm not saying that women, you know, are fully equal, but we've definitely lost a lot of our femininity in the process and adopted this Western masculine left brain way of thinking. And on paper, it looks great. Women, women are badass. We're, we're doing our shit. We're heads of companies. We're running the show. But in actuality, is it like slowly killing us? Like, is this way of living that's kind of like contradictory to our essence kind of slowly killing us? And, and, you know, this is just one aspect of misalignment that will slowly kill us. It causes dis-ease in the body. Any misalignment is going to cause that. So um, yeah, that's, that's a thing. But in men, you know, toxic and distorted masculinity is a direct result of, from uh, neglecting the feminine side, I, I believe, because men have been taught to be strong and not show emotions and that the feminine is weak and defenseless. And men who embody the creativity and the intuitive you know, their intuitive sides and they're more balanced, you know, they're, they can work with their hands, but then they also can do art and all of these things. They're called Renaissance men, right? Um, but if the man embodies too much feminine energy, you know, to what we consider to be too feminine in a man, then now he's considered gay and weak, Right. And so even the word gay has been made into like a derogatory term to associate someone with being weak or feminine. So um, it's like weakness and femininity have become synonymous. And nowhere in the characteristics of, you know, feminine energy is there weakness or defenselessness. That's not a characteristic of feminine energy. That's some some made up conception of what feminine energy is a damsel in distress. Oh, you know, a woman needs needs a man to help her, you know, um, take out the trash or these these traditional ways that they've put roles on the, the man and the woman. Right. So um, the misconception is that femininity is weak. And, um, you know, that's just another aspect that contributes to toxic masculinity and the wounded feminine energy, like that, the victim feminine energy, right? Um, There's this YouTuber named Christina Lopes, who I love, and she's also on Instagram. Check her out. She explains it this way. And I'm going to just paraphrase. She she says, um, we've lived under a dominantly masculine energy for thousands of years, right? With this misconception that 
the feminine energy or the female is weak and defenseless. So um, this way of living is so ingrained in us that our masculine side of all of us, even women, have become overprotective of the feminine part to the point of even blocking the feminine out, okay? Because we want to protect, kind of, sort of, internally protect this this weak, you know, defenseless part of ourselves. But now the feminine energy is wakening and it's saying, nah, nah, bruh, I'm not weak or defenseless. And I'm powerful and strong in my own way. And it's just not the same as the masculine power. It's a different type of power. And so the feminine energy has never been weak. Never. It's like water. Okay. It's like flowing water. It can be small, a small flowing stream that, you know, carves out a path in the land for miles, miles and miles, or a large ocean wave that can destroy a an entire city so like don't don't mess with the feminine energy is not to be fucked with okay it's not weak at all that ain't even no characteristic of femininity y'all got it twisted but there's another saying about divine feminine goddess energy is that she has the power to make passionate love to you and give you life and also devour and destroy you And that is not weakness, honey. And that's, you know, that goes back to the water. You know, water flows. Women, uh, not even women, feminine energy flows. And it can be destructive in a way that it will help you destroy what's not needed for you. Okay, so that's that intuition too. The intuition, right? But um feminine energy is also the binding force behind the creation of all things on every single plane all things created including human beings are directly directly attributed to feminine energy and although most species on earth actually give birth who actually give birth are women um human beings also give birth to our own creations aside from making babies as women uh, we create the world just humans right we birth thoughts and ideas and we manifest them into fruition into our world into the 3d world so we're all birthing something into this realm and we're now in a time where we're witnessing human evolution of you know, the feminine and masculine energies completely shifting. There's a physical representation of that in science where they're now believing that the poles on earth are shifting, meaning the South Pole will soon be where the North Pole is currently located, which they believe last, the last occurrence of this happened 780,000 years ago. So, um, you know, if the earth because the earth is also shifting right when we live on the earth we also have to shift with the earth 
And what many people don't realize is that the earth is a conscious body that is evolving just as the human species evolves. So we, li- we live on or some, some even say within the earth body just as smaller organisms live on or within our bodies. And this is an example of the axiom as within, so without, which is in the Kabbalion as well. Um, But an even bigger shift occurring in the cosmos befitting the other part of that axiom is so above as below. And that is the ushering and entering of the new astrological age, the age of Aquarius. And this shift is what many believe is the reason for the strong influx of feminine energy and all the shifts that are occurring right now on uh, in the world, which we will continue to see for the rest of our lives because we're entering into um, a phase of this world where feminine energy is pushing its way in and will be the dominant force. So whether you believe in astrology or not, all the signs and sigils of the new age are visible. And with this new age comes an entirely new way of being. And um, I just want to make it clear that when I speak about a new astrological age, I'm not talking about, um, you know, this new age religion. I'm just talking about the Earth's procession around the archetypal constellations the the astrological age the actual astrological age not this new so-called religion so in my opinion which is not even a religion people just want to categorize and make it into something that's not but anyway um since the earth is in retrograde a retrograde motion we've basically left the age of pisces with the symbol of the two fish also represented by monotheism, spirituality, the birth and age of Christ, and the suppression and rise of femininity. Um, we're leaving this age. We left. We're gone. The age of Pisces is over. And if, it, if you don't really believe it's over, we're definitely in the transition into the new age. So the age of Aquarius is upon us. We are in it. And it's symbolized by the Aquarius sign, the water bearer. And um, there's an article online by, um, um, which is called, oh wait, what is it? Sandy, is her name Sandy or Santa? Why I put Santa? Sandy Weaver in her article, Age of Pisces Traits Are Making Room for the New Age of Aquarius. And she states it perfectly, okay? The age of Pisces is over. Pisces' values are being wiped out, causing unprecedented change and upheaval in our lifetime. And we're not done yet. The Piscean values of money, power, and control are being replaced. They do not resonate with the values of the new great cycle, the age of Aquarius. Those values are love, brotherhood, unity and integrity. So, you know, just from this passage alone, we can kind of see that the new values align with the characteristics of feminine energy. And 
it's funny because the global pandemic that we're in currently has kind of helped usher in this feminine energy even more and this kind of new way of being because it's like we've been forced um, to stay in the house, to reflect, to go inside of ourselves, to hibernate a little more, to slow down. And yeah, we were forced. So the feminine energy, you know, I can say feminine energy, but we know it was the government, but I'm just saying like the force behind it all may have been that of the feminine energy to make everyone slow down and and take a new direction. Because once this is over, um, you know, people think that things is going to go back to the way it was. And it's just not like nothing's going to be the same. The world has already changed and the great reset has begun. So there's no going back. We just got to keep moving forward. And then in that case, the question becomes, you know, how do we reconnect with our femininity and tap into our divine feminine energy? So there's a few ways that I found, and I'm going to go over seven ways to do just that. Okay. Number one, um, again, Christina Lopes suggested um, something that totally resonated with me, which is healing the divine masculine energy first. And this opens up a way for your divine feminine energy and healing to come through. Um, because we're so many of us are living through this um, sort of uh, toxic masculinity or even um, a wounded masculinity or a just totally off distorted masculine perception. So we have to come to the conclusion within ourselves that um, the feminine part of us doesn't is not weak and that we don't need that extra masculinity to survive that way. Like we can, we can rely on the divine part of our, the divine feminine part of ourselves as well and allow, you know, that masculine part to kind of put its arms down and allow the feminine to come in and heal because feminine energy is ultimately nourishing, healing energy in itself. So I thought that that was a really, really good point. And if you want to, um, listen to more of that um, from Christina Lopes, definitely check her YouTube out because she has a, an entire episode on the divine feminine. So just look up like divine feminine, feminine and Christina Lopes and you'll find her on online. Number two, get in touch with your emotions. Like get out of your head, man. Like thinking is great we we have to think like it's all good but we also have to feel like you have to feel what you feel we tend to like brush our emotions off so much because we simply just don't want to feel the discomfort or whatever from the feeling of whatever we're feeling right and it's like so we'll we'll do everything else to not try to feel that and the, the issue is we got to feel it, feel it, feel the feelings, 
this is what they're for. We're not supposed to disregard how we feel all the time. Like this is why people are nutting up and going crazy and getting sick and all kinds of shit. But anyway, number three, connect to your body. It's so important to connect to your body. Move your body around. Like feel the emotions through your body. Like this is the, the emotions in your body go hand in hand. And you, what is that thing about? What is that saying? Um, emotions are something emotion. I don't know. But anyway, just move around, feel whatever you feel throughout your body, embody your own space, like feel yourself in your own space within your body, you know, um, you know, I don't know how else people connect to their own bodies, but it besides like, you know, practicing yoga or doing some sort of practice like Tai Chi or, um, something like this that really helps you connect to feeling through your body because people want to numb so much right number four spend time in nature like nature will always bring you back to your natural self no matter what like if you're in a big city and you can't get to um there's really only one if well there's all places in in over the world but the place that I can think of the most is New York City of course which is like concrete jungle um there's still parks in New York City there's still places where you can get away I'm sure okay so if you have a garden go to a garden if you can um any place where you can just spend a little time in nature number five find your creative spark again if you're not doing anything creative figure out what you like um, that's creative, you know, tap into something that's going to, um, open up any type of creativity in you. So once you're doing something creative and you're in that flow state, you're automatically tapping into your divine feminine energy. Um, number six, intend to connect to the divine feminine, make an intention to reconnect to your feminine part. So that means like fully, you know, if you say it in your mind, if you write it it down or even say it out loud, I am making an intention to connect or tap in more with my divine feminine energy. Uh, You know, um, this way you are making a direct attempt and you know it, you've said it, you put it out there to tap into that and that will come back. That will actually help you um, create more ways to get into the, that energy. Um, number seven, surrender to the divine energy, divine feminine energy. Meaning live your life in a flow state as much as possible live through your intuition as much as possible now is the time to attract what you want in your life through being in this flow state and allowing all that you want to manifest as opposed to 
doing this hard work hustle mentality, like in this rat race to the point of exhaustion, like that them days are over. Like we're not saying don't work hard. It's just that your, your state, your state of being should be flowing and flowing with, with, you know, the natural energies of life and not going against the current, right? So surrendering to your emotions, surrendering to the softer side of yourself, surrendering to, um, you know, getting in touch with that feminine part of yourself, surrendering to living in a flow state, as opposed to always thinking and wondering what's going to happen next. Instead, feel what's going to happen, be still, be be slower and more intentional and let your life flow. So, I mean, you know, honestly, I can say personally that I have blocked my femininity for years without knowing. I really, honestly, even knowingly, because I used to think that femininity is weak, just like everyone else or so many people, um, because I don't know, I just, um, well, I do know I've, I considered myself for a long time to be a balanced left, right brain person. And even as a kid, I felt that way because I was very much into, um, academic school, but I also loved art. I also loved painting, writing poetry, all of these things. Um, but as I grew up and I became an adult and I started looking for jobs, I began to find jobs that really only nurtured my masculine side or my um, sort of uh, left brain side, logical side. And I, I just, I could feel it. And also I felt like I was, I want to be this strong woman, you know? So you, you tend to kind of uh, neglect your feminine side. I neglected my creative side, which I feel like is my, it is, it's my feminine side. I fully neglected that side of myself for years because I, you know, just wanted to work and make money. And what I come to realize is that I have to have the creative side of me. Like I've had to get to know that side of me again. I've had to get to know what I like again. I had to go back into my childhood and figure out what are the things I love to do as a child? Because that usually takes you back to your creative points and your, you know, the, that feminine side of yourself. And also on another note, like being a single mother and working in corporate jobs, I've had to sort of shrink my femininity to just conform to the job um, pressure and to survive in the world, to live, right? Because you can't, show you know you can't cry you can't show emotions you have to be strong you have to be stoic all of these things and like this time that we live in now more than ever it's we're we're all feeling this urge to just reconnect with the feminine so many women are feeling this and I know men are feeling it too because the pressure upon men is tremendous tremendous like there there's is really bad as well like don't show any emotion ever really okay 
And so what it is, it's just that we're all super powerful beings and we're all inextricably, you know, intertwined together with masculine and feminine energy. So, um, yay. We we're we got a deal. We got to balance it out. And hey, the the illusion is the separation, right? That's it. So, on that note, <laughs> it's kind of a long one. I'm gonna wrap it up here. And until next time, what do we do? We have to do the inner work and create a shift in our own consciousness, which will create a shift in the collective consciousness. That's the goal. So thank you so much, guys, for listening. Um, Don't forget to subscribe to Real Shift Happens Wellness Podcasts on any of your favorite podcast platforms. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. Uh, We are on Google. So check that out. Um, Or, you know, drop us a line on anchor.fm slash Real Shift Happens. You can also listen to the podcast there as well. You can leave us a message. You can also support us there. So don't forget, you know, we're out there. Definitely subscribe. Um, We're going to start the book club back up. I promise I will let you know because since I just keep going and not even talking about a book like in particular, but I really want to do um, the biology of belief next and I will definitely let you know so if you can cop that book um, get it on audible if you want like that makes it really easy to listen to uh, while you're doing other things you know you could be cooking or working out driving whatever if you go to our link on audibletrial.com slash real shift happens you can get um, the free 30 days for free and then you get a free audible book audiobook so definitely do that check that out it's it's a great deal I was looking at my audible account and I've been with audible since like I think like 2012 maybe I don't even know 12 a long time long time I have a lot of badges in there but anyway do that it's It's a great way to listen to books when you don't have time to sit down and read. So until next time, real shifters, go within and make real shift happen. Peace.